You're listening to Irish Radio Canada at Home and Abroad and we are very aware of all the challenges that exist and particularly for what's known as the gig economy. The gig economy being those who are either in the entertainment industry or who are very much involved, well, involved in the entertainment industry one way or another. And at this time of the year, there would be festivals all over Ireland and we're, today we're talking about the Galway International Film Flap which we, we are dealing with we're talking about the Willie Clancy uh, we're, and we're also going to talk about Druid and I am honoured to have Gary Hines here with me. Gary is one of the founders of the Druid um, originally from County Roscommon but um, I, I probably would think has enough Galway blood at this stage to in some way feel affiliated and adequately say from Galway in somewhere. Gary, yeah. thanks a million for coming along, first of all. Thanks. Thank you very much. It's great to, to be talking to you. Um, yeah, I've been, uh, I was uh, born in Ballahadreen, where my mother's from, and uh, we moved to Galway, where my father's from, when I was 12. So I hope at this stage I may be considered as something slightly more than a blow-in. <laughs> So this summer, uh, Druid Deroots, the company's annual rehearsed reading series, and it's live online, and you kicked it off last night on Zoom at 7.30pm, and you're running to the 23rd of the month. Um, a very different experience, I would imagine, this year. Uh, extremely different experience, and, and uh, sort of slightly nerve-wracking. Uh, because obviously you're at the mercy of technology, and, and um, but due to the great work done by the Druid team, um, it all went off very smoothly indeed. So we're, we're pleased about that. It's not the same thing as being in the McLaughlin Theatre with our audience, but it is a way of continuing to connect with our audience, audiences in these strange and difficult times. Indeed. Um, and when you say that, like, what kind of a, an attendance did you have last night? Uh, we sold, I think, so, something over 200 tickets, which would be about 100 more than we would be able to fit into the McLally right. Theatre. So that was great. We kind of doubled our audience. Um, and the response and the feedback to question and answer has been great. Of course, we couldn't see or hear them, but uh, they obviously could see and hear us. So that was good. And for the normal... Uh, theatre gore, of course, they would be going to the McLally Theatre in Galway, uh, whereas this year they're sitting in their own home. How far afield were you able to attract an audience from, do you know, this year? Well, I don't have those facts yet, but I do know our live stream uh, broadcast of the Cherry Orchard, I mean, uh, went all over the world to India, uh, South America, so on. So it's extraordinary the how widespread the audience you can reach is. I'm sure I get the breakdown, but I don't actually know that Yes, I mean, but even with these uh, these uh, uh, debuts, obviously, um, our playwright uh, uh, last night was uh, in Zagreb, and one of our actors was in London, and the other actors were in, in Dublin and Galway. So, you know, we were able to cast far and wide for, for the for the online versions, which is is interesting. <laughs> so in pulling it together, uh, was it easier or harder then from a rehearsal perspective? Well it's it's different. Um, you know, I mean 
Theatre is absolutely all about being in the same room with, first of all, the actors, and then with the audience, and the actor and the audience being the same room. So no matter how technically sophisticated Zoom is, or, or these are, they are not ever going to replace the live acts, the, the act of assembly and congregation that theatre essentially is and has been for millennia. But at the same time, at a time when you're prevented from doing that very thing that's at the heart of theatre, it's marvellous to be able to be in touch with our audience like that and to continue our development work on new plays in particular. Because I guess one of the challenges is in the live context, emotion is very much something that is between people in the same room and it's more difficult to get that emotion and that electricity happening in a technological well, world. Yeah, the actors, the actors are able to feel that emotion and respond to it with each other because they can see it. But what we didn't hear last night was the audience reaction to it. Right. Did yes. they laugh? Did they, were they moved? We, did, we, we couldn't hear that. Uh, and that's very odd because um, theatre essentially is about that. It's about the interaction between the players and the audience. And that's not there. Uh, yeah, my cousin uh, had a performance under other voices at Whelan's and she was the only one in there. Yes. And she said that there was a screen there and yes, comments were coming up, but it was surreal to be actually performing in that environment. I think that's a very, um, I think that's a very good comment, you know. I mean, uh, as we were doing the que que question and answer, the feedback process afterwards, I could see the questions zipping up on the Q&A at the bottom of the, the screen. Uh, but we were being fed those by, by our um, company manager who, who moderated the discussion between ourselves and the audience. So you knew they were out there, but you couldn't, you couldn't see it. <laughs> so as a result then of last night's experience, do you think it will, uh, you learned from it to the point that you will be able to present, I suppose, a more fuller or a richer based on experience for the come the rest of the month. Well, I mean, I think that you know, doing it for the first time was for everybody. My God, can we can we do this? So now we know we have done one. We have uh, we have mastered the technology. Our 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 company has mastered the technology sufficiently to be able to do that. And that gives us a certain sense of achievement and a certain sense of. Um, a more kind of relaxation, but a little bit more confidence in doing it. And we're we're looking forward to. There's going to be there's four altogether, and there's going to be uh, each Thursday for the next three weeks. There's going to be three other new plays um, going out. So I'm looking forward to be sitting down and watching them rather than directing them. <laughs> so Gary, this gives you access to a worldwide audience as well. As you said, there were people in and they were watching on. Could you see that as we collectively emerge from the current situation and emerge into a new world, that part of the new world might be embracing this type of technology? Um, I've no doubt that, you know, uh, having been forced to embrace it in the last couple of months, you, you, you are going to see, I mean, uh, certainly we're going to be less worried about, about uh, actually gathering everybody into the same place for meetings and so on and so forth. But in terms of any sort of a replacement for theatre, uh, no, I, I don't think that's ever going to happen because that's, that's what theatre is. 
it's about being in the same place. Uh, yeah, I, I would agree. And then also, as you say, it is the audience interaction. But when it comes to the audience and those of us who couldn't get to Galway, even though we were meant to be there, is there a repeat? By that I mean, uh, we're in, I'm in a different time zone now, and uh, your production last night was in my afternoon, which was a nice sunny day yesterday. So we actually availed of it. Um, and that's, while we'd love to be there, there's so much on the other side of the Atlantic from our perspective, a North American perspective, is in our morning or our afternoon, depending on where. Is there an intent that you would make the stream available if somebody is a subscriber? I think we will make it available, but only in a, in, in, on this occasion in a limited way, because these are readings of new plays that have never been produced before. Right. Uh, uh, they were instigated in the first place uh, as a service to the writer, as a, 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 a way of assessing where the play is, where it was working, where it might not be working, and so on. So to leave it up for a longer period of time would not be fair to what is essentially a work in progress. Okay. But I think in terms of making it available on a limited basis, um, certainly given the time differences of our audience, we would definitely be considering that. And while I know I've missed the first one last night, the next three are the next three Thursdays. And yes, next Thursdays at 7.30. And that 7.30 is Irish time, so Eastern time we're at 2.30, and when you get across over to Los Angeles or that side of the world, you're looking at, I think, 11.30 in the morning. Yes, it might be a little bit early, even yes. for the most voted theatre board. But our audiences on your, in your time zone should think of them as matinees. Correct. And the other thing is, I was very impressed, actually, with your pricing structure. Yes. That's like you're looking at um, 15 euros for all four or five euros for individual. Uh, yes. Very affordable, uh, because there's a perception out there, nearly, that theatre is often an elitist thing, and it's not. Yes. No, I don't, I don't think it is at all. And um, there's been actually a pretty widespread debate over the last couple of months about uh, uh, the fact that a lot of theatres and a lot of performers, generally not just theatres, are making a lot of stuff available for free uh, on live streaming and so on. And that really, that, that shouldn't be. And we had that discussion internally and decided, yes, that we, we should charge for it because, you know, it costs in the same way as, you know, live theatre costs. Um, but it's nice also to be able to, uh, to, to make it at a price which should be reasonably available to most people. And indeed, we also added that if you couldn't pay that price, then contact us and we'll, we'll, we'll make it available to you for free. Right. Because I must say I am a tremendous believer when it comes to anything like this, an event that if you have a price tag on it and someone pays it, they're more likely to turn up. Whereas if you have no price tag on it, you're more likely to have empty seats. Precisely. Yeah. yeah. I think there's, there's been a bit of a hoo-ha in, in, uh, in the Irish papers today about one of, one of the restaurants in Dublin, which, despite the fact that it was only opening for the first time over the last few days, still had significant no-shows uh, you know, turn up on what was their first days climbing their way back into trying to provide some sort of service. Right. So yes, that's, that kind of behaviour is always there, which is unfortunate. Going back to a slightly generic conversation relative to theatre and Druid, given the lockdown and how it has had a serious impact on the gig economy, 
Drew, it has come through it, and you have every reason to be optimistic as things move forward that within a reasonable period you may be able to have a live audience again. Um, yes, we do. I mean, that's that's all we're geared towards is is getting back to the live audience. But obviously, it's a situation of uncertainty because mm-hmm. um, uh, a live audience in somewhere like Ireland inevitably means, or usually means, being indoors. Indoors is still the single, you know, mm-hmm. over the same period of time is still the significantly most vulnerable time for people. So yeah. We want to do it, but we have to do it in such a way as to protect, first of all, uh, everybody who works for us or works with us, and then our audiences who come to see it. And I think it's going to be, it's going to be, um, it's it's not going to be today or tomorrow. There, there isn't going to be a day when suddenly theatre in Ireland switches back on again and everybody forgets what's gone beyond. We've gone through something extraordinary, and um, it's going to be a challenging journey to get back. But we will do it. Do you think does it represent an issue where it comes to casting? And by that I mean if you are looking at a production that may have a larger cast because of the close proximity of people and if, um, that that represents a challenge in itself? Um, no, I don't because I don't think it's in terms of numbers. I mean, if you have four people in four characters in a play in the McLaughlin Theatre, um, they are almost as invulnerable is are in as vulnerable a situation as an, a company of 10 people. Okay. Are, are, you know, uh, the, the difference between them is minimal. It's the actual coming together of people right. in any particular. I mean, it just makes it more difficult for us because obviously if, there's a, if you have something like a 2,000-seater auditorium, it's possible to get an audience while maintaining social distancing. Mm-hmm. Whereas uh, in the McLally Theatre with a capacity of 100, that would reduce the audience to about 14 or 16, which is hardly an audience at all. Correct, correct. So moving forward then as well, for those who may be travelling when we're allowed to travel again, uh, in the normal course of events and they arrive in Galway, which they should do, and uh, no, no one should come to go to Ireland without going to Galway, um, in a normal year, the Druid runs uh, what would be in the season for tourism. Uh, if you were to look on it from June to the end of October, the, the Druid at that period has plays on a normal year. Uh, yes, I mean, we, we, we are not open year-round. We have our own theatre, the McLally Theatre, as I said, which is a 100-seater. We also perform in the Town Hall Theatre, which is a 400-seater. And then we perform all over Ireland uh, and on tour to uh, North America, UK and Hong Kong, various places like that. So we usually do about three to four new productions a year, and those productions play to a very wide audience nationally and internationally. Well, Gary, it's been an honour having a chat with you, and I really do appreciate you taking the time. And as I say, um, there's an ache in my heart at the moment because we're meant to be going on a plane tonight to arrive in Galway tomorrow and we ain't going to be there but but well all I can say is that you'll be terribly welcome when you do arrive finally thank you keep the place warm for you until then